Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of After the Applause. This week I interview Kristen Holmes, who was born and raised in Southern Maryland and is an emerging composer and French hornist. She graduated from Calvert High School in 2018 and is currently at the University of Maryland, where she is in the process of earning a Bachelor of Music in Music Composition, a Bachelor of Science in Information Sciences, and a minor in Arts Leadership. Through UMD, she has experienced many fantastic opportunities, like collaborating with professional chamber groups such as Y Music and Del Niente, participating as a fellow for the Sphinx Connect Conference in Detroit, Michigan, working with student musicians for public performances, collaborating with the University of Maryland Theater Department, being a sister of the Sigma Alpha Iota Gamma Epsilon chapter, and participating as a student ambassador for the Arts and Humanities College. After she graduates in 2023, she plans to immediately attend graduate school to earn a master's in media or film scoring or performing arts management. Holmes aspires to compose music for visual art and or video games and work in the music administration field to create safe spaces for marginalized groups within classical music, fund music programs, and generally make classical music more accessible for anyone who wishes to participate. Kristen is an incredibly bright, talented, and hardworking young woman, and I'm so excited to share her interview with you. Also, just as a quick note, I really screwed up with some of the recording of this interview, and for the most part, things are fine, but there are some miking issues here and there, so if you hear a little boom once in a while, I'm really sorry. Thank you for your patience. So, without further ado, let's hear from Kristen. How would you describe your musical background? I had privilege in the sense that my parents were also musicians and like my mom made my sister and I sing in the church choir and like she made us take piano lessons. Not that we didn't, she didn't like force us, like we still wanted to do it, you know, but <laughs> um, like it was nice to like have that, you know, like I got like little music theory lessons from like my piano teacher. But also, like, in high school and, like, middle school, like, our programs were pretty underfunded. So, in that sense, I guess I was kind of, like, more advanced um, than, like, other students because I guess I just had more access to things, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm thankful for. But it's kind of unfortunate that, like, not everyone has, like, the same advantages, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess it definitely, I didn't feel like, I was bad at music until I got to college <laughs> because everyone's good at music when you go to music school. Um, so I, I definitely felt like I had to like catch up, I guess. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about um, your experience at a school of music? Yeah. Um, I think I like it a lot. I mean, it's intimidating, <laughs> but um, I've made a lot of good friends. I really like my composition professor. I think it can be hard, like, kind of balancing, like, composition and, like, life in general, but also just, like, horn playing, because sometimes, like, I'm like, oh, I'm not here to play horn, I'm here to write, but also, like, it's still important to, like, keep up those skills. Um, yeah, it's definitely weird being online now, because I feel like our major, yeah, our music degree and, like, just other, like, humanities majors and degrees are very, like, interpersonal and, like, based on just, like, being around people. We just heavily rely on performers and being in person and performances and et cetera. But so now taking that away is a very big challenge. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it'll be an interesting semester. Can you tell me a bit about what 
the experience um, of being a student, particularly a music student during uh, a pandemic has been like? Because I imagine there will be a lot of people listening who not only don't really know what the inner workings of music school are, but can't even imagine what a day in the life of a music student would look like right now. Yeah, so I guess in, I think all of our classes are online until like mid late September, and then they're gonna try to like do a social distance class type thing. But I think I'm less concerned about because when it comes to specifically for music, um, our academic classes are online. Like, so I have to take like form and music history online. I'm not super worried about that because like I just have to look at some powerpoints. I mean, I'd rather <laughs> than be in person. But you know, I'll get PowerPoints, do worksheets and reading and stuff, you know, just like any other academic class. But with performance-based classes like ensembles, and chamber and like marching bands, stuff like that, it's hard because like I feel like the school music doesn't know much either. So I can't be mad at them for not giving us a whole lot of information. But I just know that I guess like if we were to have um, like ensemble, it would be we would be like doing more chamber type stuff and it wouldn't be in like a a small classroom it would be in like the band room or the orchestra room or something but yeah I just a lot of big adjustments when it comes to like how many people can we be like rehearsing with and also I guess there are musicians doing studies right now about masks and playing and I guess there are masks where you can play with you can play with a mask on like a certain fabric or whatever is like accommodating to instrument playing but yeah I just I don't know much about it I don't know how much the school music knows about it so yeah I guess just lots of learning and readjusting sure it's very spooky yeah so much unsure what made you want to pursue composition specifically as opposed to a more stereotypical role in music making yeah I um I knew I wanted to do music kind of for a while I I guess kind of switched throughout a lot of things like I wanted to do like theater or like journalism I wanted to go in like robotics at one point it like I did (laughs) a lot but like I finally chose music and I knew I didn't want to perform because I just don't really see myself like I like playing French horn but I'm not I wouldn't consider myself like a French horn soloist or a French horn like a French hornist like Mm -hmm. I don't like see myself I don't have a strong passion to like be the best player I can be like I I just play for fun (laughs) um I guess I um when I was doing research on like the colleges that I wanted to go to I was like oh they have like composition programs and I guess I used to write like little songs in my head I used to write like little lyrics or something Mm -hmm. um like in my notes or my phone or something but um I like go to the piano and like mess around but I never like officially wrote like sheet music until like I was applying for colleges because I just thought, I was like, oh, like, I'll I'll give this a try. <laughs> Which I think a lot of colleges understand that, like, you're not going to have, like, symphonies at the age of, yeah. like, 17 whenever you're applying. So, like, it's not super scary. But it is still intimidating because, like, I feel like, I did feel like I was kind of, like, behind. Because, like, my other friends and colleagues who are also composition majors at Maryland right now, like, they have been writing longer than me. And, like, they're great composers. But, I mean, that doesn't make me any less of a composer just mm-hmm. because I started writing later. Is there a particular kind of music that you really love to play and or write? Yeah, I guess my music 
I guess I would categorize it as like contemporary classical, but I also, I really love jazz music and also classical and I guess also like R&B and like gospel and soul and just a lot of like different influences. Um, so and I like to like kind of have like little sprinkles of like jazz or just kind of like new music. But I also really, I do love classical music, even though it can be boring. <laughs> but contemporary classical is kind of like a broad umbrella term. Um, but my music is definitely more tonal. And like sometimes people will listen to my music and say like, oh, this sounds like it'll be from like a movie or a video game. And that like always makes me feel good because like mm. I think sometimes that's the goal. of <laughs> just trying to have like a memorable like melody or theme. Sure. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and listen to Kristen's piece, Caged Bird, performed by Y Music.
Um, so I know that this is a, a very broad question, so if you don't have a pinned-down answer, don't feel bad, yeah. but uh, do you have an idea of what your career goals are long-term? Yeah, I do. I have kind of an idea. Because, <laughs> yeah, I recently, me adding a second major was a very recent and very impulsive decision. <laughs> like, in information sciences degrees, it's basically kind of like computer science and communications mixed together and it's like a tech-based degree and I would be doing like coding and stuff but also kind of involves like project management and like cybersecurity and like data analysis stuff like that and I also I learned that like some of um, some upper level like arts or music courses can count for that degree like mm. the music tech class that can also count like for that like my upper level electives for that major so my personal dream when it comes to music is like I really want to go into more like arts administration stuff. <sighs> the classical music industry is a mess. <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah. Just, yeah, and I know I can't like single handedly save it myself, but I just want to do whatever I can. Like I think I mainly predominantly want to work in like funding. Just kind of like how can I fund this specific school program for like these kids who want to play their instruments but can't afford it. Because, like, in order to get ahead, you know, you have to take lessons and, like, not even just, like, having an instrument, but, like, having, like, transportation and, like, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I really want to work in, like, accessibility rights specifically. Like, how can I make it, like, more financially accessible or, like, physically accessible just for, like, disabled musicians? Like, how, like what would make them feel more, like, welcomed in the space? Or just, like, other marginalized groups, obviously, like, musicians of color, and neurodivergent musicians and like LGBTQ plus musicians, you know, et cetera. Like how can they feel more welcome? Cause like, I, it's just not an industry. I mean, it's the one of many industries that does not accept marginalized groups of people. So I guess in that arts administration stuff, kind of like working in that area, but then with the composition side, um, I see myself working kind of more in like media music, like film, but video game music would be the goal because I really I enjoy video game music a lot but also like I wouldn't shy away from like a friend who'd be like hey do you want to write a piece for me I'd be like okay I'm open to writing whatever um <laughs> but yeah I think definitely like working in like the video game music music industry would be very cool and something that I'd like to experience but I guess adding the tech degree I was I've been thinking about it for a while I also thought about adding communications but I was just scared I guess I was scared that I like was giving up on music but also I I kind of like came to terms was like oh no like this is just me like giving myself more opportunities job wise I guess it's kind of a backup thing but like I don't I don't want people to think like oh you need a backup major or you need a backup degree or job blah 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 to survive because like I, I wanted to add like I've been wanting to add a second major for a long time I just didn't know what to do but it's important I guess not to feel like shy away from like other opportunities like outside of music like I still like plan to go on go to grad school for music I'm not sure if I want to go into specifically like performing arts administration or like music composition or like media music or film scoring but music is still like my priority I guess this is just more like a a new way to branch out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I really relate to that. I uh, I had 
very, very similar feelings for a long time when even just wanting to pursue arts administration, I mm -hmm. was certain that meant that I was not as dedicated as other people or that I didn't love music as much as I thought I did or that I was giving up. Yeah. Um, and uh, that just ain't true. And it's not, not good to tell ourselves these things. Because um, yeah. it doesn't actually, you know, it doesn't push you to practice more. It doesn't push you to, to do better. It just makes you feel bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not useful for anyone. Kind of switching gears a little bit, can you tell me about a life-changing or inspiring artistic experience? I think the first one that comes to mind was in high school. I did music theater, but I didn't join choir, like and take a choir class until senior year of high school. And then my choir director was like, you should audition for like Allstate and all county, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> and I did Allstate choir my senior year of high school and I was in the treble choir and I just like fell in love with choral music I was like yes especially like treble choral music specifically because I was like this is so cool like I don't like I love instrumental music obviously but I feel like vocal music is just a lot more intimate I guess because it's just like from I guess, like, the, it sounds dumb to say the soul, because, like, that's not like a hippie, I guess, but, like, it just comes from, like, your, like, your body is your instrument, and you would know this, um, but, yeah, it, it was just a really cool experience to, like, sing with, like, a large group of talented people, but outside of high school, I guess in college, my freshman year, I wrote a piece for Y Music, which they are a chamber group based in New York, yeah, that was... It's very it's intimidating, but it was very cool because <laughs> it was just my first time working with professional musicians. But I was also eighteen and like scared of everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they they were like the nicest people ever, and they were just like the recording is probably my favorite recording of any of my music ever. <laughs> and it was just really cool. And I also the cellist of the ensemble. I met him at Sphinx Connect this past year, in twenty Sphinx Connect 2020, and, like, he remembered me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you're so nice. <laughs> and he followed me on Twitter, and I was just like, this is so cool. I don't know. It was It's so weird, like, working with professional musicians because, like, I guess I'm technically a professional. I don't know. It's weird because, like, I'm still a student, but I'm, like, kind of working towards this, like, professional goal, so I also have to still be professional even though I'm, 20 and like still a kid I don't know but yeah those were two very cool experiences that I had yeah that's awesome that's mm -hmm. really cool who are your artistic role models and why I I love Jessie Montgomery I also met her at Sphinx Connect um and she's very kind and I just I love her music and I'd say like I kind of aspire to be her <laughs> um I guess I don't see myself teaching. I think she's teaching at the new school. I think she got a, she recently just got a position at the new school. But she got her, like, master's in film scoring, and, like, she's written some stuff for, like, stage performances, and she's just kind of, like, a pretty well-known name in the new music industry, and she's just a very hard worker, which is really cool, <laughs> and I like her a lot. Uh, I guess another one, I met a composer at Sphinx Connect to years ago or last year i think it was 2019 his name oh my gosh i don't want to mispronounce it i think it was well it's, his first name is ahmed but his last name is i think albaca but i might be mispronouncing that and i feel bad but he was just super sweet and like he kind of like 
he's um, a composer in L.A., and he does, like, mainly film scoring, but I think he also runs a program in D.C., and he does a lot of great stuff, and he writes really good music, and when I met him, he was just, like, kind of telling me all the things I needed to know, and he was kind of like my mentor, he kind of felt like my mentor, and, yeah, just a really great composer, really great person. I guess, I guess in general, it's just Sphinx. It was really cool to meet, like, great people like them. That's awesome. Okay, final question. You ready? Yes. What have you been listening to on repeat lately? Any genre? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I really like to go on walks and listen to music at full volume <laughs> and just kind of pretend I'm in a different world. <laughs> and yeah, I've been like, I listen to like the same stuff. I really like like indie pop music or like like hip hop. Um, John Mayer, Lizzo, Mitski, of course, uh, Willow, I've been, like, Willow Smith, I've been really getting into her music, because she's great, Rex Orange County, uh, of course, Megan Thee Stallion, gotta have her in there, <laughs> also, what's her name, Haley, how do you pronounce her last name, Hen- Hendrix? Oh, Haley Hendrix, I think? Yeah, Hendrix, yeah, I, I really love her music, also Dodie, Kehlani, that kind of genre of, like, I guess indie pop would be, like, that was what I've been listening to a lot lately. Yeah, I just like songs that make me feel like I'm, like, walking outside on a sunny day. <laughs> and, That's a um, fantastic feeling. Yeah, it's great. But, yeah, I feel like I need to find more music because I've just been listening to the same stuff every day. I really feel that. I have been, yeah. ever since... For some reason, I don't know, maybe my creative brain is dying, but ever since the pandemic started, I feel like every week I pick three songs and just listen to those. Right, yeah. All right, Kristen, thank you so much for for calling today. (laughs) Thank you. This was great. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of After the Applause. I had a great time making it and talking to Kristen. We do officially have a Patreon now, so if you're interested in supporting the show financially, you can visit patreon.com slash after the applause. There's currently a special offer, which is only available for about another week or so, so I'd recommend getting on that as soon as possible if you are interested. If you or someone you know is interested in being interviewed for the show, you can email me at after the applause pod at gmail.com with information about yourself or the person interested uh, as well as some contact information and I'll be sure to get back to you. As always, this show is hosted and produced by me, Emily Schalbetter. Our theme music is by Gabe Hightower. You can follow us on Instagram at after the applause pod. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, so be sure to subscribe if you'd like to hear more. Thanks. Bye.